Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Maria podcast. For when on break, we previewed what we're doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about the Niners and their upcoming game against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football in Week 10. But we got to recap what happened last week first, and it's going to be pretty short because the Niners didn't play last week. If you did not check out the last episode, it still applies. We did a look ahead for the rest of the season, and we also gave out some grades for some players some position groups and some coaches to kind of productively recap the first half of the season. And I do think that definitely is going to help really organize everything that we've seen from the Niners and what we can hope to see moving forward. But overall, the Niners have been okay. They're four and four. The division is still kind of up for grabs as they are uh, currently uh, about a game or two back from the Seahawks. They have the tiebreaker though, so they could potentially catch up either way. I do think they'll end up making a race out of it. But the point is uh, the Niners have to put their best foot forward for this upcoming stretch and having a home game against the Chargers, definitely a good start because the Chargers, despite being in California, have basically no fans, and the 49ers do. So I do expect a sea of red in this matchup in Levi Stadium. But either way, to get into the actual total and spread, the Niners are favored by 6.5, and, and the total is 46. Has been dropping, but as of right now, it is at 46. And as for the recap from last week, the Niners have nothing to recap about uh, but we do have the Chargers who did play last week and they had a win against the Falcons. Were they good in the game? No, but they were good enough. And that's all that matters on any given Sunday. But the Chargers really had a tale of, well, two quarters because they got outscored 10 nothing in the first quarter, got outscored 7 nothing in the third quarter, but won the second quarter 14 nothing, and won the, th- uh, the uh, fourth quarter 6 nothing, and they won 20-17. to To go through the offensive numbers, though, Herbert was okay. 30 of 43, 245 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick, was sacked zero times, but he had a QBR of 74.3. As for the ground game, not great. 24 carries for 91 yards, 3.8 yards per carry, and one touchdown. But Eckler as a whole had a pretty good game as he ended up having seven receptions as well for 24 yards, but he did have two total touchdowns. So 71 total yards and two touchdowns, decent game there. As for the receiving core, Joshua Palmer was good as he had eight catches for 106. 
DeAndre Carter had five catches for 53. Everett had five catches for 36 and Bandy had five catches for 26. But with Mike Williams out indefinitely and with Keenan Allen still being out, the Chargers were really decimated at the receiver position and Palmer stepped up, had a nice game. And we'll see if he can do that again against the Niners on a Sunday night. But for the defense, they did sack Mariota twice. And you had Tranquil, who had one sack, and Derwin James on a safety blitz, who had another sack. Uh, they did not force a turnover, but they didn't need to. Uh, actually, I take it back. They forced two, uh, two turnovers. They ended up uh, forcing Drake London into a fumble. And you also had the really crazy turnover at the end, where the Chargers were in field goal range. Then they fumbled. It was recovered by the Falcons, but the defensive lineman that recovered it fumbled the ball while running it back, and nobody touched him. He just dropped the ball. The Chargers recovered it again and ended up taking advantage of that extra possession with the game-winning field goal. So technically, two turnovers there that they forced. It was really one, but technically, they forced one, I guess, because the guy fumbled the ball running it back. But in reality, the point is they were fortunate, and the Chargers did not look great. They're a very underwhelming 5-3 and three team, but they're still 5-3, and three, and the Niners have to try to exploit it. But the injury report is very ugly for the Chargers. And if you want to go through the actual injury news, the Chargers are still missing a bunch of players on the offensive line, still missing a bunch of wide receivers. Williams out for a month. Keenan Allen might play. Nobody really knows. As for the actual Niners news... They're also battling some injuries, but to go through all the people that didn't participate in practice, Keenan Allen with a hamstring did not practice. Hopkins, their kicker. Cleo Mack was resting. Pipkins might be out with a knee injury. Uh, yeah, Mike Williams' ankle injury. They're missing a bunch of guys, especially on the offensive end, and that could be a serious problem against this Niners defense. As for the Niners, though, missing some people as well. Armstead has still not practiced. Uh, you're looking at Ibukum, who did not practice either. Trent Williams was resting. He should be back in the lineup. You had Greenlaw and Barrett as a limited participants, and you did have Debo Samuel, Jimmy Ward, and Juicecheck all as full participants, so they will be back. The only question remaining is really about the defensive line with Armstead and Ibukum, but the Niners should be relatively healthy after the bye week, and the Chargers should be decimated, which is why the line has really flown from around 3.5 or 4 to 6.5, even some 7s in some spots. But I do think the Niners are in a pretty good spot to win this game comfortably. We saw how good the offense was with McCaffrey uh, behind the behind Garoppolo there as a starting running back. They traded away Jeff Wilson, so it is officially McCaffrey's show. And you're looking at what the Chargers do poorly. It stopped the run, and it's been that way for years. They give up a ton of rushing yards, and I do think that's going to be their Achilles heel. They were awful against the run last week against the Falcons, despite winning, they gave up over five yards of carry. And I do think that should be the real issue in this matchup, especially with Trent Williams being back and Cleo Mack. I know he was resting, but Bosa has been in and out of the lineup. And I do think that offensively, the Chargers will be unable to match the firepower that the Niners possess. But going through last week's numbers, the Falcons did average 5.7 yards per carry, had 201 yards rushing. The Chargers on the season are allowing 145.5 rushing yards per game, which is the fourth most in the league. I think McCaffrey has a field day in this matchup, maybe maybe even a sprinkle of some of the backups, but I do think that McCaffrey could go for 100-plus on the ground. The Chargers have had no answers, and with Herbert throwing to Palmer and Carter, maybe Keenan, but probably not. I think this Niners defense, which is a lot better than Atlanta's, by the way. Atlanta's allowing the most passing yards per game in the league, and Herbert only could have 245 yards on 30 completions. 
I don't think the nine, I don't think that the Niners have much to fear in this game because besides Eckler and the Niners are really good against the run, the Chargers have no game breakers offensively. And it's going to be the story. I think Herbert is going to end up getting sacked a couple of times because Atlanta doesn't have much of a pass rush. I think the Niners get after him. I think they force uh, the Chargers into a bunch of third and longs once they really stop the run on first and second. Plus the Chargers don't really run the ball that much. They try to use Eckler more as a hybrid, both as a running back and a receiver, but his touches kind of get broken up in the middle. And I do think that if they're going to abandon the run relatively quickly, and if Herbert's going to attempt 40 plus passes in this game as well, I think he's going to get killed. And I think he'll turn the ball over a couple of times. I think the Niners should dominate the line of scrimmage. And I think they should dominate in this game. But I'm trying to think of a case I could make for the Chargers. The only case is really involving Garoppolo. If he ends up turning the ball over a bunch, then of course the Chargers have a shot to win it. But they're five and three. I think it's fool's gold. I really don't think they're a good football team. And I think that they're going to end up really struggling in the second half because of the injuries. But to go through some of the opponents they've played this season, they played the Raiders. The Raiders are terrible. Played the Chiefs. They lost. Played the Jaguars. The Jaguars are bad, but they still lost the game by 28. That was the game that Herbert played with some broken ribs, but they got buried in that game anyway. Played the Texans. They stink. They won that game. Played the Browns. They're not good. They won. Played the Broncos. They're not good. They won. Played the Seahawks. They are good. And the Chargers lost by 14 at home. And they played the Falcons, who are below average, and they won by three. So then, so the Chargers have played nobody. They've played two teams over 500 the entire season, and they lost both. They lost to the Chiefs, and they lost to the Seahawks. I don't like this team. They're not good. I also don't think Staley's a good coach, so I think that Shannon should coach circles around him. I think the Chargers might get buried in this game. I really could see a pathway for the Niners to open up an early lead, run it down their throat, dominate time possession, and just let the defense eat once they open up a lead. I think the Niners win comfortably. I think this game could turn into a rout, but I do think that six and a half is too low, and I'm going to take the Niners there. And for the total, I will take the under. If the Chargers can only score 20 points against the Falcons, they're going to have a hard time against the Niners scoring more than 17. I think they contribute basically nothing in this game, besides maybe a garbage time touchdown or two. But I think that the Niners, who want to run the ball, will eat up a bunch of clock because of it. And I do think you'll see a lot of long scoring drives, which should result in less possessions for both teams. I see this game finishing somewhere around 27-17, 27-13. I really see being a double-digit victory for the Niners. But I do think you're looking at a pretty favorable line at six and a half. It should go to seven. And I do like the under. There's been under money all week. And I do think you'll end up seeing this probably close closer to 44 and a half, maybe. But once a couple more Chargers offensive players ruled out. But the point is, the Niners are the much better team. The Chargers haven't played anybody. And I think that the level of talent will show itself in this matchup as the Niners win this game comfortably. So once again... My picks for week 10 on Sunday Night Football are going to be the Niners minus six and a half on the spread and the under 46 for the total. That's been this episode of the Ben Murray podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll be back next week to recap this game and to also talk about the Niners week 11 matchup against the, sorry, pulling it up, against the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. A lot of primetime games for the Niners. Either way, though, until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.